Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Be Dadly podcast, where we discuss all things dadly. From being an entrepreneur while caring for toddlers, to raising screenagers and talking the birds and the bees. We're here to help you traverse the vast and dynamic landscape of fatherhood. Enjoy practical advice, lots of puns, and even a few heart-touching moments. And the dad jokes are pretty good, too. And now your host, Brandon Jones. Let me just tell you guys, uh, I'm Brandon Jones, your host for the B-Daily Podcast. A little bit different today, uh, but hey, we're back at it again. I'm with Doss Miller, the photographer here. He's a published international award-winning commercial fashion and lifestyle photographer. He is a father, timepiece collector, drummer, a diehard artist and creative, and a self-proclaimed nerd and ice cream addict. (laughs) I think you said reformed ice cream addict. Reformed, yes. Yes. yes, I I try not to... (laughs) Dive too deep. Uh, we're gonna have to get what your favorite ice cream is here in a second. So uh, you can find out more if you want to check them out at dossmiller.com. That's D A U S S Miller, spelled traditionally M I L L E R dot com. Uh, you'll also find some stunning images, very refined work, which I've already complimented you on before. <laughs> we're gonna try to not make this the same thing that we just did because we want to keep it fresh for you guys. But uh, Doss, thank you for being here once again. Yes, thank you. I'm glad to be here. What's your favorite ice cream? My favorite ice cream. Um, I still maintain. Uh, Hagen Dazs coffee. Okay. Probably still my favorite. See, you're a refined palate. You have a refined palate. I love it. Um, As I've asked you before, but of course the listeners have not heard because I failed to hit the record button. All good. Um, Paint us a picture of your family. Describe them for us and help us kind of get into your world. All right. So um, I'm a blended family of five. Uh, I've got a 23-year-old uh, who just moved from Indiana to Austin and is living with living with us now. Um, it's a 12-year-old who's visiting for the summer from Indiana. I have a bonus nine-year-old son via my wife, and we have a two-and-a-half-year-old uh, together, and our brand-new baby girl is six weeks. Congratulations. So, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So um, we kind of touched on this, but I'd love for you to... Talk about some of the complexities that come with a blended family. What are some of the challenges that you guys have faced um, and the opportunities, obviously? Yeah, um, lots of challenges, a lot of big personalities that, that get to you know, blend together. Um, it's it's um, the greatest thing for me to, to witness is how everyone's you know, separate energetic, you know, experiences and, and (laughs) volumes of personality get to come in and and blend together and, and, you know, make a family. So, Mm -hmm. um, like I said, there's a lot of challenges that have uh, come along with that, um, you know, with personalities and with, um, you know, like, I feel like I don't, there's a word that I, I'd like to use, but in the moment I respect is what, is what has to be, has to come out. Um, you know, being respected as as a dad in the household when you're a blended family can be, you know, um, a really really big challenge. That mm-hmm. is is it moves a lot. <laughs> you know that about, now when you say it moves, is it that boundary of knowing when you should step in as dad and and when to step back? Mm, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, it's it's kind of like has to be removed from the from the the table at, at times. Wow. Um, it's like, you know, an, an eruption is happening and, 
um, the tendency would be to swoop in and, and, you know, um, discipline or control the situation somehow. And what I've learned more than anything, and in those moments, it's, it's the best thing I can do is step out and allow space and time and, and then, um, you know, come back in when it's appropriate, when things are, are settled a bit and I, you know, I can be heard and we can have an actual, uh, exchange and, and, and less emotional exchange. Is the, is your bonus son's biological father in the picture? Uh, he is in a really strange way. <laughs> he, <laughs> he lives out of the country. Oh, wow. Um, and, okay. Yeah. And, I can see how that and is, um, is a, an extremely wealthy man hmm. and, uh, likes to create, um, uh, turbulence whenever, wow. however possible. So, there, so he's out of the picture, but maybe he tries to control, a but he's bit. all in the picture. Oh, um, so he, he has worked out, um, and like in the agreement that he must have daily access, which means, um, he is required to have a phone call, a, a video call every day, every single day. Um, and I'm like, dude, I, I remember just getting on the phone couple of years ago it's like i we're the same age we have kind of the same family uh makeup same you know like mm-hmm. uh kids in the same span so i'm like you're not a new dad so i don't you don't s- s- talk to your kids every like if you don't live in the household right. every day is kind of unrealistic you know yeah. there's schedules and so many things are going on yeah so many things going on and schedules and times and all the things it's like literally you're requiring every day and and if it doesn't happen if a call is missed um, there's, there's, you know, litigation. Oh my <laughs> it's goodness. so ridiculous. So that creates a lot of, of stress in the house. Um, cause a lot of times he doesn't want to have the call. He just wants to do what he's doing and he doesn't like he's, it's forced. It's a forced thing. And that's right. not, uh, you know, I'm totally against it cause it's not creating a very healthy relationship between the two of them, yeah. which I would obviously support. You of know? course. So, and then is there, how, how different are when it comes to like the personalities between like you and the biological father, are you guys very different in terms of your, um, you know, your ideas about discipline or about permissiveness, et cetera. I don't know enough about, about him and how he works directly. Um, I feel like, I feel like he, um, creates this persona of what he is as a dad, but has, is surrounded by support, you know? So mm-hmm. doesn't really like the one-on-one I don't feel like is, is actually there. Yeah, um, so that is a major difference between the two of us, um, and how we work. Um, I'm very, very hands-on. I like to, you know, be a part of as much as I can. I like to be, um, you know, a figure in, in whatever's going on. So, um, uh, and also like when they do have time, they, I think he gets two weeks every year. So he's, he's here now visiting. Um, and it's like holiday, (laughs) you know, for the kid. Um, so that's different too. It's like, yes, I will. And we will do things that are, that are fun and that, you know, um, that, take us out of our regular routine and, and things like celebrate and have holiday, that sort of thing. But it's, it's not like, that's not the way it is all the time. You, right. you don't, life is not about being showered with, with gifts and, and party time all the time. That's not yeah. realistic. No. So I like to create, you know, um, a, a, a fun, supportive, realistic, <laughs> you know, experience with my family. So mm. um, that's, we're different in that respect as well. And then with your uh, biological son, you, you mentioned that he was visiting. Mm-hmm. And um, and I know you and I had talked about this, obviously, before realizing that the uh, record <laughs> button wasn't going. But um, you talked about how there were some challenges because there's kind of, because of your separation, there's been a little bit of that siding, which I know it can be a real challenge with a separation in general. Um, but has the child has your biological child that it tends to side you know from what i understand with your with his mother a little bit more and maybe has adopted some beliefs about you or some opinions about you that's created some difficulty in your relationship um what's that been like having him on visitation and navigating some of that 
It's a really big challenge for me. Um, and like you said, you know, the siding and, and the manipulation and things, it's, um, it, it's poured on pretty thick. So we've had to have some, you know, very heavy and very serious conversations. And, um, you know, I'm completely honest and open with them. Um, and I, you know, I always start with, you know, uh, my, my love is, is deep and true and, and, uh, for you. And, um, with that, I am obligated to be honest with you. And Mm -hmm. with that, um, also comes, you know, it's not going to be easy to hear a lot of what I have to say, but, um, in this circumstance, it's important for you to hear the truth and my truth, um, because I, I know he gets, you know, the other side and, and a lot of it isn't all true. Right. Um, so that's been important for me to kind of like lay the foundation and for him to, to see and hear from me that no matter how difficult it is, no matter how messy and dirty it, 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 it feels, um, it's important to, to, to talk about it and to have mm-hmm. the truth out no matter what it is. And we can sort through all of that. Um, and as long as we're sorting through truth, you know, we can, we can move forward in a healthy way. Um, understanding that everything is out on the table. So, um, you know, some of it, it's, I'm not sure if he believed or if he just didn't want to, to receive it as truth. Um, so, you know, some things still come up, but, Recently, since he's been here, he's been here for a little over two weeks. Um, he brought up a conversation that we had, and of course, I remember it. Uh, and ironically, it's it's a few days later in my Facebook memories. Um, I posted about it, um, but he he we had a movie night, um, him and I and our uh, our toddler. And he's like, it's out of the blue. He's like, Dad, do you remember when when I told you I hated you? Um, and so, just to rewind. Um, it was in the way after the separation, but once me and my wife got together, he, you know, it was a really rough time for him because. So this is with your new wife. My new, yeah, my wife. Yeah, and so now your current wife. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, and so basically, you know, now he's having to accept that this is really coming on, like full mm-hmm. on. There's going to be a whole new person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because his mom even with me, it was like, we're, you know, like she wanted to be together and, and felt at some point we would get back together. Mm -hmm. So that's the story that she's like, like it had been so long for me that I, you know, that's not a possibility, but that was the narrative that she had been, you know, painting and controlling, you know, him with. Mm -hmm. So, um, all of a sudden this new amazing relationship happens for me. And it's like, true love, like all the things that I'd been waiting and hoping for. Um, so I'm elated and, you know, wanting to share this joy and connection with everyone. And he's got, you know, such strong resistance to it. Mm. And, and to the point where it would be time for him to come over, you know, for, for my, my time with him. And I, I've, um, two, two weeks on two weeks off is what I like really fought for and, and, uh, got with him because, I felt like having that long, consistent time was my way of having influence because she had so much influence. Like I wanted to make sure that it's not just going to be a week or a few days at a time. I need like a chunk to make sure he, you know, understand how the house works, understands how I am and, you know, all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, So it got to the point where when it, it was my time, he would just lose his mind. He would, you know, scream and cry. And by, by this time he's, you know, he's eight, nine, ten years old, you know. Um, so it's like uh, the, nothing is changing. Like, we're, right. you know, we're still, it's still dad. We're still, you know, going right. to have a great time and all the things. Anyway, so one day he, um, I, I, was, I was picking him up for our, the beginning of our, of our time, and he just didn't want to go. I was, uh, came to his mom's house to pick him up. And he flat out refused to to leave, and somehow in the exchange, um, he said that he hated me. Oh. So I was like, that like in the moment, like I never like I was not prepared right. <laughs> for that. And right. I don't know if he can be prepared. I didn't have the tools in that moment to to deal with it properly. So um, I can't remember what I said, but I shut the door. I got in my car and I left. 
Mm. And I was like, you know, on the drive back, you know, I, all kinds of emotions, obviously. What the hell am I supposed to do now? Like, right. I'm not, not going to pick him up, but I, right. need, I need some space. So yep. I ended up turning around and going back. And, and I picked him up and put him in the car. And we left. And that began the time with us. So, um, and, you know, there, that was obviously highly emotional and, and all the things. And that was probably like the, the biggest, most explosive thing that he and I had had. Right. Um, so back to when he brought it up just a few days ago, he's, he's like, do you remember when I told you I hated you? And I was like, absolutely. I remember that. And he's like, why did you come back? And I was like, I'm your dad. It was the beginning of our time together. Like, I look forward to that. I look, I look forward to spending time with you and, and, you know, having our time together. Like, that's what it's about for me. It's like, why wouldn't I have come back? So, um, he didn't really respond and he very rarely has like an actual conversation, but he, he's, he's hearing, you know, Mm -hmm. he heard that. So that continued and it went on for probably an hour or so, um, of him just asking me questions. So he, after that, he asked me, um, did, did you and mom stay together just for me? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I did it's for a long time. And I was like, just like I said before, I'm, I'm candid and honest with him. I was like, our relationship was, was not great from the very beginning. And, um, I remember telling one of, you know, my best friend at the time, if things aren't better or haven't haven't like, you know, stabilized or, you know, healthy by the time he's two, then I've got to make a change. Well, I didn't do that. It was two years, two years later. So he was four, four or so um, Mm -hmm. by the time we actually separated. But even then, um, even though like I moved out, we still did things together to kind of, you know, keep keep him, yeah, keep him comfortable, uh, mm-hmm. which was a horrible idea. <laughs> horrible tell me idea. about that. What, tell me why you said, why you said that. It's very interesting. Why it was a horrible idea. Yeah. Um, because it, 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 it gave muckied the water. A yeah. Little bit more. It gave him the impression that, you know, because keep in mind, she's having separate conversations with him and I don't know what those were. Right. Um, so much so that when I got into the relationship with my, with my wife now, um, he didn't he like he didn't understand he thought i was going to be with his mom and like there right. that in his mind that was still a unit and mm-hmm. you know for for me it had been um five years five or six years you know um so way long enough for separation and all the things for it to not be a thing well mm-hmm. it was a major major thing for for you know several years for him. So, and I get it because he didn't have that, that clear cut yeah, line right. and that conversation around it so that he can understand and, and deal with it. However he needed to, um, it got moved far into the future, <laughs> you know, wow. for him. So, so interesting. So yeah, it's been, you know, it's been a journey. <laughs> yeah. Sure. It's like, it's never, it's never as simple, you know, these kinds of things, right? Like separating and stuff like that. But, um, you shared with me something that you guys feel has helped each, you know, each other and different parts of the family, different people in the family, um, at least have some sense of joy together, have some sense of understanding. And, and will you share with the listeners what some of those things are that you guys have implemented that have helped with managing personalities and also just creating a little bit of a bond? Yes. Um, having a structure and, you know, having a schedule and routine is really important. And it's not just for the kids, it's for, you know, everything to structure your day around something that you can, you can count on, you know, that's, that that it's going to happen, it's going to bring everyone together. So having a schedule, um, like, you know, uh, clear wake up time and um, uh, free play uh, time, um, when tech time is like, Mm -hmm. they have a limited amount of tech time a day, one hour, um, dance party before dinner. Um, I love that so much. Yeah. Yeah. It was that, that little piece alone. We, there's actually, um, uh, I posted one of our dance parties before dinner and nice. it got so much, you know, so much, uh, uh, feedback. People love it. And it's really been helpful for our family. Um, 
having family meetings, monthly family meetings, um, sit down time at dinner that we um, begin with gratitude. Um, So everyone, you know, says what they're grateful for. Um, My bonus son always makes an excuse not to do it or he'll ignore it. It's hilarious, but not hilarious. (laughs) He's got his ways, but, um, but yeah, those things are are really important. It makes, you know, it it really bonds no matter what we're going through individually or, or even as a family, like um, it's really helpful to feel, you know, that together we're all doing the same thing together is really important. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I'm definitely borrowing the dance parties before (laughs) dinner. That is going to be something weird. (laughs) <laughs> definitely implementing. I don't care how weird it makes my teenage son feel. <laughs> no, uh, it's it's great to have everyone like every like going full out, you know, like yes. break dance if you must. Yes. <laughs> thank thank my wife Tamara for that one. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, Tamara sounds really amazing. Can you tell Dude. us tell us some of the um qualities that she's brought to your family that have really made such a big impact? Yeah, I mean, I could go on and on and on. I've been a dad since I was 22 and I've experienced, you know, obviously other parents and other parenting styles all along those 20, 24, 23 years. And I've never met anyone that is so, so patient and like understanding of, of like what, what, what the kid needs, Mm. you know, like, and, and everything that she creates it's like so kid focused um, that like there is no ego there. There is no control there. There is no like, um, you know, what what I've understood prior to and what my experience with my parents was. It's like your parents are like up here and you do what they say and there's no question or, you know, all of that sort of thing. She is very like very patient, understanding and, and she creates things around that that allow the kids to have their true personality and that allow the, their expansive, um, you know, uh, palette of, of needs and voice and all of the things to be fully expressed without being stifled by, you know, what we need to control as parents, you know, Oh, don't make that mess. We're not going to do art right now because I don't want to deal with the mess. That's not in the conversation, you know, like playtime is playtime. They have the designated spot and they can, make a mess like we'll create the space so that they can be free and do what they need to do because that's the time that they need to do that to be fully expressed so yeah so um where do you think she got that from uh she's she's dude (laughs) we could do another episode about her and how amazing she is just like just just the way she was raised and and how she grew up um her parents were were um, activist and um, traveled the world, and she's you know lived all over the world, been all over the world. She's extremely cultured, um, uh, really deep into community, and just I just feel like from an early age had an understanding of like the the grand picture of things, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, so when it comes down to like what's truly important, I think it it's been easy for her, easier for her maybe to identify like you know, what's important truly, um, and growing up and, and being a kid, man, so. what a blessing. Shh. Man. <laughs> I All am right. truly blessed. <laughs> <laughs> you are. Uh, so what's been like your favorite thing about being a dad? Um, that, that's a great question. And it's, it's, it's changed with each child. Like with my oldest son, the greatest thing about, being his dad has been to see like to be an influence for someone and and for him to take things that I've been interested in and that like were my passions and my you know things that I um uh, filled all my time and space with growing up he just swooped in and like (laughs) took him straight to the to you know out of this universe um you know like like drums. I, I was a, a drummer since, you know, uh, I could remember, um, when he was a toddler or even younger, as soon as he could hold on to things, I, he'd be in my lap with drumsticks and we'd be practicing rudiments. He like, as soon as he could actually like start, you know, focusing on that, he, it's like, I, I have to watching him play. It's like, dude, can you slow down so I can, 
understand what you're doing like what are you doing (laughs) like he's just uh he he really um takes things and and goes to the next level so that's been really cool that is cool um uh we've always had a solid you know relationship and um he was really easy in in terms of like you know parenting like we i felt like i just had a a a sidekick (laughs) yeah yeah the whole time so um and now he's extremely intelligent and just doing really well like i you know yeah um so and then my 12 year old the best part of of being his dad um he really forced me to realize that it's not about me (laughs) you know like it's not a a tough lesson all right like it's not about me at all like this this is about him and like what is he you know like i was young when my first son was born and i did you know i've obviously never been a dad before didn't know anything about what to do did my very best and i you know like he turned out um uh, great so far at 20 20 almost 24 but my 12 year old literally couldn't be any different than me um you know like all of my dad talks in one ear out the other ear, you know, all of my, my wisdom and things that I think I'm helping, like it's, he just bats it away. It doesn't mean anything to him. So, um, it's really, it really forced me to dig really deep to understand who he is and like where he comes from and what he's being with and what his emotions are. And like, how can I influence this person that has, you know, he's my son, but is very very different from me and yeah. and all the way he he all of the ways that he works so um uh that's the best part for me is right. to like so the discovery the challenge mm-hmm, the challenge and the discovery of of like how do i truly connect and be the best dad i can be with someone that i you know as hard as it is to say i don't truly understand right <laughs> you know so um and and it's 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 improving. Like we're, you know, we're, um, figuring it out. Yeah. So, so yeah. And what about the others? That's um, part of being the dad. Um, uh, my, my bonus son, um, I shared something. He had a project for school and, um, I shared with him like what, what he means to me or what stands out to, to me about him. Um, he is just so talented and intelligent um, and when he gets to, to really sit in that, like he's, he's got the biggest heart you would, would ever see. Like he, he's any, he, he's only nine, but he's like, he has conversations like he's 45. You would never know. Like if you were to just script it out and didn't hear the voice, you'd think you <laughs> right. were talking to another adult. Right. So, um, just, just realizing that just because someone is a, is a kid and, you know, from what we, what we think, um, doesn't mean that they don't have grand ideas and grand um um visions and goals uh and he's he in a lot of ways is sometimes more grown up than i am you know and that i i get to allow that um that possibility because that's that's the that's the way it is Mm. um so uh he's he's a really humbling um individual to be around Mm. and only that he's nine but you know um, is so uber creative and can do, you know, all, all of these things. It's really incredible. So that's awesome. Yeah. And then my younger two, um, uh, my two and a half year old is he, he's all, we call him the beast baby (laughs) 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 because he has like, even in, in Tamara's belly, um, he was just, aggressive and strong and and just high energy just all of that (laughs) and uh i've like i've been around babies but i've never been around a baby like him ever like even after like when he was born his cry was just like piercingly loud and strong and intense and that's just his personality he does like everything is is multiplied by 100 everything mm. on you know the ups and the downs and the sides and the all, all of it so um the best thing about being a dad to him is is getting to allow that space for him to to be as big as he needs to be and it's like i have photos in my phone he's 
I think with with how much he pushed and kicked in the belly, like he came out with delts, strong, and like his back, he's ripped. He's he like, ripped. dude, it's he's ripped. It's crazy. <laughs> so, and you know, that's just a part of his personality. So it's like, if if we, you know, guide and direct and nurture all of that in the right way, yeah, and the in the most effective way, yeah, there's going to be no stopping this kid as an, as an adult. Right. Um, physically emotionally mentally he's going to be uh, unstoppable i remember my little uh guy he's six now but when he was like maybe like three he would get angry and he would yell fire (laughs) nice we were all like geez and i would like be like clicking on shows i'm like where did he get that from like it was just so intense and he's an aries and i yeah i don't necessarily know how much i know about the astrology stuff or whatever but you know apparently it's a fire sign or whatever and i'm like what the kid yells fire with such an, this roar and it it's literally like you grab the table you're like oh my gosh fire geez but um love it so i know some of that intense energy he's definitely got some of that and then you've got a little six-week-old, so that's awesome. Yes. Uh, our little girl, finally, the house full of boys has, a, right, has, has another a female. Yeah. And she is so soft and serene and feminine mm. and, like, she, beautiful. It's just, like, this calmness gets to, like, you know, blanket over the house and all of this wild, crazy boy energy. It's, like... Mm-hmm. Um, it's really beautiful, uh, and she's only only six weeks, but um, I feel like she's been around for ten years. You know, like right. it's 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 really a magical um, uh, new introduction of energy that I haven't haven't experienced before. That's so, so awesome! I can't wait to see like you know how that blossoms through her her growth. Not that I want to speed it up at all, right? But, no, yeah. that's so beautiful. Um, let me ask you this question. What do you believe, uh, is like paramount to raising, you know, healthy and self-reliant children? Um, really, I think it's really simple. Um, I think, you know, kids need to be, they need to feel safe. They need to be, uh, feel heard, seen and understood. And I think the more you focus on on that and allowing them to be the people that they are, um, you know, the more confident they're going to be in who they are as a person. Mm. Um, cause that's what it's all about, you know, like, um, in personal life and business and, and whatever we experience, the more tapped in we are to who we are as people, as individual people and, and like honoring what makes us different as individuals, the better and more, productive and the more serving we can be, uh, Mm. to, to, you know, the people we're around. So I think the more we can, you know, kind of embrace that in our kids and allow that as our kids and not force our everything on them as people, um, the better they'll be, uh, you know, and the more we can open up the pathway to communicate honestly between, uh, one another and, um, you know, holding space when we need and, leading by example, you know, um, uh, I think that's a big one that people don't, don't realize so much as parents. It's like, you have all of these expectations of your kids to do things this way or that way, but what are you doing with your time? <laughs> you know, right. like don't be on the screen or, you know, no, we're not going to watch TV right now, but how often are you on your phone when they, you know, when they're looking up at you or mm-hmm. how often are you actually reading a book when you're, you know, wanting, wanting them to do all these other things. So leading by example is, is a really big piece as well. Yeah. I love, I, I love that. And, um, it reminds me, you reminded me of this. I heard this from Wayne Dyer, but I think it came from someone else. But he said, our children belong with us, but not to us. Mm. Yeah, it's like they're not our possessions. They are individuals with their own unique makeup, you know, and uh, they belong with you. You know, they belong in your home, but they don't belong to you. They're not yours to to shape. It's actually parent. the The actual root of parent is to draw out. You know, it's really to pull out of them whatever's most them. Mm-hmm. You know that the like I love how you acknowledge the strengths and the characteristics in each one of them. And how those talents, strengths, and characteristics need to be nurtured and understood and 
even for example, that the fit your favorite thing about being a dad, for example, your 12 year old is the is just how vastly different it is and how much awareness you've gotten from the experience of having to accept that this child is so unique and so different, like you have to fully embrace that, you know, and um, you know, something that was occurring to me while you were while you're talking about him. And I've, I've had to learn this the hard way because I have a son, my oldest son, the lectures go in one ear and out the other. The little guy listens. Like he wants to hear what I have to say. But the older one is like, please don't tell me what <laughs> to do or what, you know, what to think or what to feel or whatever. Um, questions have been so much more impactful for him than any lecture that I could give him. Just ask him great questions, you know. Ask him how he feels about things. I remember he was telling me that on this trip recently that we went on that a kid had sucker punched a security guard. And it was a very big deal and all the kids were talking about it and somebody got it on video and the guy was trying to kick him off the property and telling the kids they couldn't hang out there late at night and then one of the kids took the chance to sucker punch him. Wow. And uh, the way that I initially took him sharing the story was glamorizing it. That I was cool, that I was brave, that I was neat, that he did that, etc. And I was thinking and really presuming that that was what my son was sharing uh, based on the way he was sharing the story. And then I, instead of, you know, going with like, hey, you know, son, that's really not cool because that guy's trying to get paid. And, you know, if he didn't do his job, he could get fired. And like, that's what I wanted to say. Yeah. <laughs> I said, well, what do you think about that? And he goes, I think that person's crazy. He's an idiot. And I was like, oh, really? And I said, what do you, why is that? And he's like, because, I mean, like, those security guards are pretty cool. Like, I remember we interacted with some of them, and they were pretty much like, hey, guys, just, you know, keep a chill, or please go over this area, because we've got to keep kids out of this area, or whatever. And he was like, they're all pretty chill. So, like, I feel like that kid could have just been more respectful and just walked off, but instead he was like, act like a jerk. I was like, in my heart, I was like, proud dad moment. Yes, he's got moral fortitude. Like, there's something in there, you know? And so I I was really grateful that I'd asked instead of lecture. Mm. And and I think it was great for him to be, you know, heard and seen. Now, was he giving me lip service? I don't know. Maybe. But that's not even the point. You know, for me, it was more about giving him space to express himself and letting him kind of share and I was kind of ready to hear him say something like, oh, I thought it was kind of cool or whatever. I was kind of preparing myself for that and like thinking, what will my next question be? <laughs> like, well, what do you think it was like for the security guard? You know, like that kind of thing. But uh, but questions have been huge. They've been huge for him and mine and his relationship and um, and letting him kind of evolve and, and express his own personal perspective and power, et cetera, has been uh, really, really good. And, and there have been times where I've noticed, for example, certain teachers uh, that do better with him. And one of the things, one of those key characteristics is like they really try to understand his perspective and really try to understand him. And those who really don't want to understand, they just want him to stop whatever or do whatever, et cetera, like they don't do very well with him mm-hmm. at all. It becomes a power struggle, yep. and he doesn't feel understood. And he's going to fight because he what he wants more than anything is just be understood that he's not a bad kid mm-hmm. or that he's not a bad person, um, that he does have challenges, he does get upset, he does have emotions, but he's not bad. And that's been huge. It's been a huge thing uh, for his development, for mine. His My awareness is like how to serve him best as a father. Like Questions have been the key every time yeah. i think i want to say something to him how can i form this in the question <laughs> lead so. with curiosity that's yeah that and to... that seek first to understand then be understood mm-hmm. you know um cool man so let me ask you this question how have you balanced uh you have a lot of kids now you have a big household how are you balancing like self-care your career and then just being a father and and giving them that kind of uh time and attention they need it's really difficult to the most difficult thing is to f- to find a pattern of consistency that that works um, for me, and especially in this in this chapter of of um, managing nap times and bedtimes. Um, it's like that. <laughs> do we need to be, be worried? <laughs> that better not be the record button. Um, um, so you know, f- so much of my t- my my time right now is is kind of tied up in those time periods. And Tamara has been like, she's like, I've got it. Just 
if you can manage nap time and bedtime, like I've got the rest, um, take care of, you know, work and, and, you know, yourself and all the things like she, she's the driver for me and like, like self care. Cause otherwise I'm like, I don't have time. Like, when am I going to take a shower? I'll do that tomorrow, whatever. Um, but you know, like to be consistent, um, to try to get up before, uh, justice wakes up our toddler mm-hmm. so that I can have some, some me time, you know, shower, yes. stretch, workout kind of thing. And then when he gets up, try to, try to head him off before he bursts into into mommy's room and you know wakes baby up and all the things so i try to get breakfast and stuff ready and then um you know i get coffee and everything for tomorrow and then she's up so then i can go to work so then i'm working until nap time Mm. um so it's just like taking a step back and realizing the the rhythm of of how the day happens and just navigating the best I can um, mm-hmm. within that. It's always so, a moving target. I swear. For sure. For so, um, you know, there's something that I've been thinking about sharing with you as you've sh- shared about, you know, you have basically a little two-and-a-half-year-old that has now been dethroned as the baby. They're not the baby anymore. Uh, but you mentioned his strength, and you mentioned how powerful he is. Uh, one, of the, one of the great ways when a child is, like, seeking what they call undue attention, which is like, I need attention right now. It's like, well, you don't need attention right now, but I know you really want attention right now. Uh, one of the key things is you want to, I'll take that. Yeah. Thanks, John. John's hooking us up with more light. These lights are sweet. Um, so one of the, one of the things that you can do, uh, one of the recommendations, just pause. Cause it's like, we're going to have all of this stuff. In go there. for it. Yeah. Yeah. Put it just so continuity. It's going to be, Please help. Yeah, Yeah, please help. (laughs) There you go. Perfect. I wasn't sure how it was set up before. Thank you. All right, so take that again because I'm going to have to cut all that chunks out of there. So um, one of the one of the things that I was like, like inspired to share with you about, uh, if you're open to it, uh, related to um, the two and a half year old, and now you have this this six week old. So you have that basically the baby has been dethroned, you know, and so they're no longer the baby. Um, but you mentioned that he has this strength, and and one of the beautiful things that you you're already doing is acknowledging your children's talents and their skills and helping them develop those, etc. But what they there's this there's this mistaken goal that a child has a lot of times when there's a new baby and it's called undue attention, and usually the parents are annoyed, irritated, and a little bit like, "Dude, come on, give me a break," kind of thing, right? And what that generally is is the child is seeking attention because they're not really sure how to get their attention bucket filled, and uh, so they seek it out, especially in times where you're both busy or you're both distracted or you're both needing like you don't have anything on bandwidth and that's when they feel that there is no bandwidth that's when they go for it the most it's Mm -hmm. like getting you at your jugular and like when you're already down right Mm -hmm. so um one of the ways to combat that in a healthy way and basically what you're doing is you're neutralizing that energy is to actually get the child to contribute um when they contribute, they're getting two things at the same time. One, they get a hit of belonging because now they have this special role. And actually, if you can let them know, hey, can you be the whatever, like the, would you be the, the bag carrier? Could you help us with the milk? Could you help us with, you know, just giving them some special thing and giving it a little role? A little marketing goes a long way here. But giving them the special role that they have and asking them they contribute and then acknowledging their effort. So you really want to avoid acknowledging the outcome. Like if they accidentally spill something, mm-hmm. that doesn't matter. What matters is that they're trying to help. Because as they get rewarded for contributing in positive and emotional experiences, they actually want to do that more. And they find that as the healthy outlet as opposed to attention seeking. Mm-hmm. And so where this behavior gets navigated to is, hey, when if I want mommy and daddy's attention, I'll just help them. Mm-hmm. Way better. Lightens the load on everybody. I have this special role because I'm stronger than my sibling. Look at my little baby. That's just a baby, but I'm a bigger boy. I'm strong. I'm capable. I'm, And you you get all these positive emotions. And it can even be as simple as 
uh, say that the child's attention seeking wanted mommy, but mommy's busy with baby. Hey, sweetie, do you know what would be really cool? Would you rub mommy's back? Would you give mommy a foot massage? Will you play with mommy's feet while she feeds? Um, something small, but it's where it's nonverbal, where they're actually connected, feeling feeling energy from mommy, but they're helping. Mm-hmm. They're contributing. I love that. And it's a really great way to spin that attention-seeking behavior. Um, one of the, it's one of the best ways to to do it, even for children, for example, that are the class clowns. You know, if teachers are out there. One of the best things you can do for a class clown is ask them to contribute. Mm-hmm. See if they'll help the group. Yeah. Because what they really want is to be seen as they want to be seen, and they want to be f- feeling like they have some way to do something in the classroom. And if you get them contributing. They'll think you're the coolest teacher ever because most people are trying to throw them out. Yep. And number two, you'll get them on your side where you need cooperation from these people who want to be leaders, who want to contribute, and really they show up as a class clown. Mm-hmm. I raised my hand because yeah. I was that guy too. My nine-year-old, that the, the almost exact scenario, I think he was mocking her or something like when she was giving her lesson and she invited him up to the front of the class and... Um, um, gave him, a, I can't remember exactly what it was that she instructed him to do, but um, uh, gave him a, a spot up at the front of the class to yeah. basically do what he was doing. And it was, you know, a, just such a shift like, yeah. in the whole It'll break that whole thing. pattern. Yeah. So that sort of stuff. I, I love the progressive thinking of that. It's like instead of you yeah, know, pointing you stop, and saying no or right. beating it down, it's like join in and, and yeah. show us what you got. So Yeah. Yeah. So and and uh, and so that can be really, really, really helpful. And I've seen that work in so many different occasions. You know, when adults are trying to have a conversation, little kids are seeking extra attention. Uh, one of the best things you can do is see how they can contribute to everyone, preferably nonverbal, so that they don't have to take your attention up from talking to others or doing things like that. That's why. The feet rubs, the back massage, can you get me a water, can you come sit in my lap, can you um, play with my hair, can you do something with me right now while I continue what I'm doing that would help me. Mm-hmm. And if you can do that, that would be awesome. And then they both, you, both of you get this positive experience uh, that could have otherwise been, right, uh, <laughs> hey, get him out of here. Right. And that's the opposite of what they need. So. Love it. Uh, just something I was thinking about uh, for you there. And then uh, I'm curious, what do you wish uh, that you knew? Like if you get to talk to young Doss about being a dad, uh, what would you have said to yourself um, in terms of like help helpful information? Maybe edit out this pause. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. Um, man, oh, man. I would have told them to wait a little bit. <laughs> don't, don't don't rush into being a dad. Learn a little bit more about life and yourself first. Um, pay, just be patient and um, embrace the individuals as individuals. You know, um, I was the youngest of four uh, kids, and my like really big age gap. So, uh, everyone was like a parent to me. So I've, I felt like I was like over parented right? <laughs> and I didn't really feel like I got a chance to like even know what my voice was, mm. you know? So that's like carrying that through. That's, that's just something that I would have, you know, reminded myself of like, just embrace the individual character that these kids are and let them be themselves and like the 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 objective and being a good parent i think is to make sure that you're raising you know an adult that is you know high functioning and and intelligent and organized and all the things that you want (laughs) to be as an adult so keeping those things in mind um from the start is really important Mm. um i always talk to all of my kids as you know um I never infantilized or, you know, did baby talk or um, anything like that. And I feel like that's been important um, to maintain, too. So they're cute and babies and all the things, but don't treat them like cute babies, you know, throughout because that creates all kinds of other (laughs) issues as well. So Yeah, so you're kind of giving them um, not just the benefit of the doubt, but almost like saying, hey, I I think you're capable of more than people would lead 
you to believe. Yeah, they are. Right. They are. They definitely are. Yeah. So I think that's huge with, uh, with little ones. I, I, I had, for example, when I lived at my last house, I used to uh, mow our own lawn and we used to weed eat. And I always talk about this, but, you know, my little five-year-old at the time, he would weed eat. And I remember neighbors driving by and they're like, What's up? the five-year-old's got safety goggles on. He's sitting there <laughs> nice. weed eating. And I used to tell him, you, you know, you're more capable than think you, people think you are. Mm. And I want you to show that, you mm. know. Love that. Um, there's a recent picture of us fishing. And well, I don't know that people notice, but on the back of the boat, my son is using a knife. And he's actually filleting little bits of fish and throwing it out to chum up. Oh, wow. To jump things up. And, you know, he's six years old. Now, um, it was a short little pocket knife. But at the same time, I'm pretty sure his mother would not have liked that. <laughs> but it's he great that you believe. But I believed he was capable of it. I said, are you going to be really careful? I said, he said, yeah. And he said, tell me the, what the rules are. He's like, cut away from you. Never cut towards you. Don't put your finger in front of the blade. Great. Great, dude. That's awesome. You got it, man. Give it a shot. I'm like, if you get cut, <laughs> we've got a first aid kit, and you're not going to be very happy. Let me just tell you that. Um, Kira, and here's another question for you. How have you, how has fatherhood impacted your career? Um, man, it's it's made it it's made it difficult to focus on on it. <laughs> at <times>. Amen. <laughs> oh um, man, working from home, I could say amen on yeah, that. Yeah, um, but at the same time, with that. <laughs> because uh, that's a very real piece of it. Um, it's it's made me uh, like understand and focus on prioritizing mm-hmm. and having a, a schedule and a routine and you know make, like we discussed already working in self-care because like those things are so important and having uh, an effective you know day. Um, um, so I think without being a parent, you know, I'm not sure what kind of business, I'm not sure how, I don't think I would be as productive. I don't think. Isn't that interesting? Uh, yeah. I really feel like. Because it made you focus. Yeah. Like, because I had to. Right. <laughs> Honestly, um, I've talked to my oldest son about this um, because he is now older than I was when I had him. Right. And my toddler uh, it's kind of like a kind of like a snapshot of what it might be for oh, him yeah. to have a child at my age. So there's all kinds of like cyclical conversations that we can have, you know, mm-hmm. within that. And it's like um, I was I had just moved back from California with my band and like you know very little direction. Um, and having him was like, and my like my dad had just like cut me off at that stage too. And something else that I learned as a parent, like I'm not going to take care of you in a way that is enabling you to not know what being an, an adult is like right. as much responsibility. And like with the knife flaying fish thing, like you want that experience for your kid. Like mm-hmm. as long as they can be responsible and, and not be in danger, like mm-hmm. you want them to develop that independence and that skill. So I didn't have that, <laughs> you know, like I had a gas card until I was 21 years old, you know, like I didn't, I, I wasn't in a position to be a dad when I was, when I first became a dad, but I immediately had to figure it out. So, um, it forced me to figure things out and to get organized and prioritize my life. And, um, I don't know what I would have done without being, being a dad, you know, who yeah. knows? Who it's knows? such a crucible. Yeah. You know, really like pour yourself and your soul into it. And then it shapes you into something that you realize after only after like, Oh, I needed this. Mm-hmm. I had my son at 19. So, uh, that was huge. And, um, Sheldon is 16 years old and he sets his own appointments. Uh, if he needs to adjust an appointment, he could, I have him call. And they're always amazed. One of the things that, you know, the people in the lobby have complimented, they're like, I am so impressed that your <laughs> teenager will call here and let us know if he's running late, let you know, do all these things. And I'm like, you know, the way I see it, he's 16 this year, but he turned 17 in October. That means next year he'll be 18. That's right now. <laughs> he does all of his laundry. Uh, the cleaners don't clean his room. He's responsible for, you know, so many different things. And what I know, and I like just the other day that the um, 
the drain was clogged in the in his bathroom and there was like we need to fix the drain so i told him i said you you know i want you to come in here and learn a little life lesson uh, the drain is clogged and you can either pay a plumber or um, you can take it apart this way. And I'll show you how to take it apart. Now, this little twisty little thing that the drain plug goes in, it'll keep twisting unless you hold the base with a pair of pliers, then you can undo the top. We remove it and then I take a pair of needle nose and I start grabbing hair out of there. I knew it was just going to be covered in hair. So we pull out this, uh, you ever seen the movie The Ring? And he, like that woman's like crawling and she's got her hair all hanging in front of her and she's looking all twisted and weird. It looked like something out of that movie. Like it was just like this big ball black gross hair. So we throw that in the trash can. Um, I run the water for a second. It's fully draining. I'm like, there we go. All we got to do now, put it back together and it's fixed. And uh, he's like, okay, thanks for the life lesson, dad. You know, and then he goes back on his way. Well, I happen to know that there will be a time when he gets older and he goes, yeah, you know, Dad, I remember when you stopped and showed me how to do that drain thing? I totally needed to do that yeah. today. Mm-hmm. And uh, so anyway, so I, I do recognize um, that I am training a young adult, that I am teaching him how to be, you know, autonomous. Like he's going to need to be able to manage a bank account. For example, he also has a bank account now and, um, and he has a savings account and I can see both of them and he struggles to keep his savings. And I keep telling him all the time, like that's a necessary skill. You're going to have to learn how to keep money in your savings and don't touch it because emergencies come up, et cetera, and it's such an important habit. I wish I had learned it a long time ago. (laughs) It's like I don't think I learned how to do it until I was at least 30, so you got to work on that. Like It's like so essential. And um, anyways, I do think that's kind of what we're doing. We're raising young adults. you got to start from a very early age, try to teach them how to help contribute you know, even the little guy vacuums, like we tell him all the time, he's, he's like, I hate vacuuming. I'm like, look, it's one of the things that you can do to help our family. Mm-hmm. There's a handful of things that you can do and a handful of things you can't. This is one of them. And so you're going to do the vacuuming. Yeah, we frame it like like helping the household. Like exactly. we're, all, family we're all here together. Yeah, yeah. And that's important for them to have a role to contribute. Um, mm-hmm. you know, even if they sometimes don't want to do it, sometimes they're like, you know, excited and, and right. super proud of it. So, um, you get that, that balance and it's oh, like, totally. like they love running the power washer, either one of them. Like if they can do the power washer, they're all about it. I'm like, yeah, the vacuum's like the power washer in reverse. So just <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I'm curious to know, uh, what is, uh, has or has being an artist um, and having your creative background? Do you believe that's contributed to you being a better father, or and, and in what way? Definitely. Um, you never know what you're going to be dealing with as a dad. Um, whether it's you know uh, they've done something or there's a reaction or a response that's needed. Um, being creative on the fly um, for things is is definitely. Um, an advantage. Um, but I think the biggest, the biggest advantage to being an artist or a creative person is to just, um, see something that, that might normally seem like a, you know, a square hole and you put the square thing in the square hole, but, um, there are so many different ways to navigate, um, you know, a, a living, breathing household situation. Um, and like I was saying, you know, creating the, the, the schedules, um, having like, you know, the daily schedule that's all, you know, colorful and artistic and stuff, um, uh, is really helpful for the kids to visualize and to be excited for. Um, but just, just having that, that blueprint and being creative and how you, um, you know, peak excitement for things that are necessary in the household is, is important too. So, um, you know, being creative and coming at things in whatever angle they need to be, um, to, to, to make it exciting for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I, uh, I'm really impressed. I'm impressed with, uh, just how you have positioned yourself as a father, as this 
as this person who's really trying to, you know, intentionally care about your children's emotions, their needs, their personalities, and really embrace that instead of driving some mission that you have full home, you know, <laughs> just kind of forcing it on them. Really impressed with that. And it sounds like you have a really blessed family uh, to have you and Tamara uh, working together to uh, navigate your challenges and give you guys, um, give them really the best opportunity they could have. And uh, I would definitely wish you and your family all the best. I hope you guys have a, a beautiful experience, this um, visitation experience, as you guys are <laughs> kind of co-creating something together. Yeah. Um, I learned a lot. I really appreciated um, definitely definitely having dance party for dinner. That awesome. is absolutely <laughs> uh, happening. And, um, and yeah, man, I'd love to, in fact, love to have your family over for dinner. That'd be super awesome, cool. Man. Yeah, Enjoy yeah. dinner with you guys. That'd and we'll, we will have a dance party before dinner for <laughs> Sure. Awesome. So awesome. look uh, forward cool. to it. Thank you so much, Doss. Yeah, thanks, friend. Appreciate it. And then, uh, Doss, let me ask you this question real quick before we do let you go. Uh, where can people find you and uh, get a hold of you? Do you want to do some photography work or something else? Uh, yeah, um, DossMiller.com. Um, it's probably the hub for everywhere else to reach me um, there or Instagram. Um, and every, like, everywhere on social media, I'm at DossMiller. Great. Super simple. Very cool. Thank you, Doss. Thank you. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you've received some value from it, please share it with other dads and consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcast platform, and we'll see you in the next episode. Looking for support with your fatherhood journey? Go to BeDadly.com and take our Dadly Disposition quiz and learn helpful insights on how you can overcome power struggles with your kids. Hey dads, this is John Prophet with BeDadly.com. Just wanted to let you know we have a new sponsor coming on board. That sponsor is Genesee Nutrition. One of our earlier podcast guests, Will Carr, is the founder of that company. And basically they're nutrition bars. They're very, very good tasting nutrition bars. Great for taking on the trail or, you know, an impromptu little day trip. You can just throw them in your backpack and be ready to rock. And so as a sponsor, we are offering our listeners a 15% discount. So if you go to GeneseeNutrition.com and make your order... Be sure to put in code BDADLY15 and you'll get 15% off of your order. So, yeah, if you're a nutrition bar aficionado, go ahead and check them out at GeneseeNutrition.com and make sure to use your coupon code BDADLY15. Thanks for listening.